Why are you talking? Why are you talking? No, I'm stopping, bitch. Shut up. Yes. Really? You're so classy, Monica. I'm not just this doesn't even involve you, just like most of the do we ever make... Virtual reality. Hi, I'm Danny Murphy. And I'm Evan Real. Can we talk about, Evan, the pillar of the Bravo community? Because Angie Kay is a pillar of the Salt Lake City community. But all the Salt Lake City ladies, uh, this season in particular, are holding us down as Bravo fans. Oh my God, yes. Part one of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion truly was appointment television and Angie K made it known that she is a pillar of the Salt Lake City community but she was also coming hard for Monica Garcia I feel like of all the women in the cast she came the hardest like she came in guns ablazing oh. and the uncensored brought the heat. yes the bench warmer did bring the she she had time to, to warm it up the uncensored version that they played on Peacock the clip that's going around when you just hear her like go straight to the gutter using all the expletives it just hits a lot different to have this suddenly 30 years later that there's men bragging about the sex Sean Men. This has never come up until this rat came out of the sewer, and here it is. <laughs> One of the big shocks for me was that Monica revealed that she, when she worked for Jen Shaw, it was like an unpaid internship. Yeah, which doesn't make any <laughs> sense because it, it, from what she has illustrated on her first season of Housewives, she's, you know, she's strapped for cash. Yeah. And- why, what would behoove her to work for Jen for free other than maybe following in the footsteps of a certain Kim Kardashian because mm-hmm. we got that bombshell of uh, the audio playing thanks to Heather Gay, who truly is, oh. she's a superstar of Salt Lake City right now. I actually, I saw a tweet from uh, Ira Madison and he, he he's like, why is everyone sort of, you know, fawning and, and celebrating uh, Monica right now because she didn't do anything. She didn't. She That's didn't. True. Heather put in the work. Heather is the one who investigated and then gave the performance and delivery of a lifetime. And then Monica, she was you know wheeling and dealing behind the scenes and reality von teasing, but she wasn't prepared if she had been confronted, which I think is so sloppy on her part. Like she's you know all about recording this person and that person and having it ready to go. She should have had her like response ready to go. Anyways, I digress, but back to Monica, she, I don't know if she did her, her performance on the, like, I felt like she had time to prepare for her reunion performance. And I don't, I think she made a mistake in like coming for the women when she should have been like trying to get them on her side. I wonder if, well, there's two things. One, I was thinking maybe it's for the best she didn't get paid because now there's no paper trail that could get her behind bars. Oh right! I'm yes, like, were you that not is what we were talking about. That is what we yeah. were talking about. The fact that I'm she like, didn't paid. But also to your point about her performance, she is giving me swan song with this, where I think she sees the writing on the wall. Katy Perry said it's never really over. I think she knows it's really over, both by or the burn book, which was exhausting. Her not apologizing to anybody, and then also the moment when she said to Andy. I emailed that the show ratings were in the toilet and it needs me before it gets canceled only to reveal the actual email. So she's kind of just giving, like, she's like, I'm showing up because I have to show up and I think I just want to have, like, my reunion dress, do another photo shoot. But I think it's, I think it's ET phone home. 
I wonder if there was another email exchange where she said something to the effect of what she claimed she said to casting, because that was just that the way she said it was such like assertiveness and boldness. I'm like, did you did you say it at some point? Because it really you're you're saying it like you did actually communicate yeah. that. But then I don't know, just seeing that email kind of reminds you that she is a bit maniacal and maybe just really good at telling a lie. Good. She's good at telling lies. Uh, she's good at repeating rumors. And I did love, I just have to give an honorable mention to our girl Meredith Marks. I love the printout. So good. So freaking good. And the way she read it. And I loved how she uh, uh, kept some of the old uh, pronunciation mm. that she loves her for while also infusing uh, some some new versions of the words that she uttered during that iconic scene talking about Angie Kay's husband and rumors and nastiness. That was so good. The star that Meredith Marks is, it just continues to shine and ever so when, brightly. When Andy's like, oh, you're going after our family. She said, no, I was going after her husband and children. There are rumors okay. about everyone. Well, okay, Let's fine. make that clear. Okay. It's not Let's that go deep. more. This was me just connecting dots. So please, Angie Kay, I love you and your, your man, Sean. I love Meredith. I'm just assuming I'm like, was it something money related real estate related because that's where i'm going what could affect sean but not his relationship with angie you know what i mean i don't know if you were picking up on any of that yeah i think that could be a possibility and it seems like both couches weren't really understanding that even andy cohen wasn't under that or connecting <laughs> those dots but even if what meredith had in her vault did relate to the marriage she is such a lawyer uh, such such a scholar, oh. so smart to point out that she never she never uttered the word marriage. It was just husband. So husband. good on you, Mary Bear. She's like signed, sealed, and delivered. Who? I mean, I am excited because like this is like a taste of the second part of the what's to come of Salt Lake City. It's going to be really messy. It's going to be really dramatic. Do you think it will be as dramatic as Joe Gorga at uh, Gino's wrestling match where he? Uh, had to get ejected because things get real and we have to defend him. I mean, I at least do because I grew up in New Jersey. It was not an actual sporting event if a parent did not get kicked out for being too impassionate. So this is not like, I don't think it's crazy. I just think it's making more headlines because it is Joe Gorka, but it happened. From what it sounds like, and I was not uh, super involved in the sporting experience as a child. I also did not grow up in New Jersey like you did. So this world is very foreign to me. But from what you have explained, Danny, it would have been more shocking had Joe Gorga not gotten up and said something and made a scene because apparently, and again, I know absolutely nothing about sports or high school wrestling, but it sounds like or appears as if Joe Gorga's son's opponent might have been holding him down too long and the ref made an unfair call. And if that is what happened and Joe Gorga's in the room, you better bet your bottom dollar that he's going to stand up and say something oh. about it. We don't know wrestling. We don't know if Chino was being messed up with or not, but we do know Joe Gorga in that moment, the parental element activated. The video is kind of just like, it also the video for people who, everyone on listening to this already knows it, but I feel people who's like, sometimes like, oh, reality stars, they're all faking it. This was, Joe Gorga, they were not doing this for the camera. He didn't even know this was being filmed. No. This is him. So it shows that 
our our faves, our housewives and house husbands are three six five themselves. Oh, it's totally so <laughs> fiery and so passionate, and and honestly, like the the dad I could only dream to have, like oh. Joe Kruga, be be my daddy in every sense. Uh, oh my God! Please let's do a little wrestling or do a little scissoring, as Dorit and Kyle got to see got to do. When I was in Cabo with my friends, a question came up about scissoring. What's that? Scissoring is like it's like sixty nine. Here, Dorit, can we show them? Yeah. Dorit, a Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They were they were being silly. I have to say the Ojai trip, I was shocked at how fun they much fun they had. They put their differences aside and they committed to having fun. And I was just like during their little lunch at the winery, I, I, you know those memes. It's like no one, absolutely no one. And then it was like no one, absolutely no one. Uh, Kyle, would you ever date a woman? And let's uh, perform scissoring for the group. It, it just seems like she was, you know, bursting at the seams to talk about potentially gay things Maybe yes. gay men we yes. love we love kyle talking about potentially gay things it was it was interesting that garcelle pointed out that several years ago and we we got the flashback that she was like oh, I would, i'm not into girl stuff i would never do girl stuff cut too she no. wouldn't know if anyone would be interested no. in doing girl stuff and then admitting oh, that she would be interested in doing some girl stuff so i love that for her i love this trajectory yeah. for her, and i love seeing Kyle and Dorit doing what they they think is scissoring. They think is scissoring. Like, I feel I was more intimate what Sutton was doing with Kyle licking her foot. That was a full her tongue and Dorit's foot. Sutton was on one. <laughs> oh, her esophagus was working. That's fine. Yeah. But I do love, I think Kyle had a lovely day because there's no greater feeling than, like, leaving a store with five bags. Like, she shopped so much that she had to, like, someone maybe couldn't be on the sprinter. She got a sip of non-alcoholic wine. She was in like a lovely little sweater in her heels. And she's like, yeah, let's just be silly. I think she needed that day to get some things off of her chest that maybe she wanted to like let the ladies know in a more playful way. And I am, I'm loving it. I loved her watching her watch Morgan Wade do a sound check. Wait, can I be honest? I think I need to stream that song too. I was kind of into it. Yeah, it was good. I was actually, I was at that event and I got there. Early. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. There was like, there was a whole step and repeat and uh, I, I got there early because I'm always an, uh, an early bird. And I was hearing Morgan doing her sound check situation. And she sounded so good. The music? Yeah. The music gang. She sounds, she sounds really good. But wait, I want to go back to uh, Kyle's vibe on the Ohio trip really oh, quickly. Because it was very much your vibe, Danny. Like the fact when she was like, if y'all don't know this about Danny, Danny is a shopper. And she's like, yeah, oh. I bought phone i buy it in the store i buy it in my sleep i dream about shit like it was so 100 percent danny coded i could only think about you when she was like going off of her addiction to shopping it made me really want to like message kyle like girl you don't understand how much we have in common like we need to hang out like if you could spot me on the shop because i think we shop at different stores uh, more often than not i would love to get into her shopping degree but when she's like it's great i can online shop 
I can do it in bed. And I like where she's like, I like to buy myself something every day. It doesn't have to be expensive. And that is so true. Why wait for a gift to yourself? Wait, and then the best was when she was like, I can even find something in the in the <laughs> gas station. I always find something I like. Oh, so a chocolate bar, a, re- a sugar-free Red Bull, and like a nice magazine? Come on. Can you imagine like- Some denty nice? Yeah, like a, a shopping spree with uh, Kyle Richards in like an airport convenience store sounds like, oh. so I just, I do you know what I would really love to see? I would love to see like a closet full of everything that Kyle has purchased from airport convenience stores wow. and gas stations. Like, wouldn't you love to see, like, what's in Kyle's um, convenience store bag? You know what, like, I don't know. I also think, cause she probably, cause I do feel really, she's someone like me, like if there's something on the counter, I'm just like throwing it in. Yeah. It's like a nice little, like, I, that's why I'm so bad at Trader Joe's. Cause I'm just like on the little loop. I'm like, cute, cute, cute. Do you have any big lighters I have that are just like fun from a gas station? I don't need them for anything. So I could feel like she has a big collection of those. And keychains. I could see her being like a keychain gal. And she mm. loves like silly hats. Yes, yes, yes. Well, speaking of things to buy, I don't oh. know if Kyle. Like Richard... Kyle what? Because she wants a peaceful place to relax and she likes to shop. So she's a I'm... Yeah. So Gina Kirschenheider, she is now a luxury real estate agent and she has scored her biggest listing yet, which is a $9 million mansion in La Quinta, which is near Palm Springs, where we obviously know uh, Kyle Richards has a house that she may or may not have stolen from her from her sister, Kim Richards. Um, if she wants to buy another house and maybe give that house to Kim... Oh. Gina, Gina can hook her up. But the 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 funniest part about this whole thing is that the house that Gina is selling is currently owned by Elizabeth Vargas from season 15 of Orange County, which that's a fun blast from the past. So much. This year has been like Real Houses of OC past, present, future overlapping so much. So it only makes sense. Oh my God. Yes. And it's also, it's really close to the Kardashians. So if you buy this house, Kyle Richards, not only could you own property that has been owned by the iconic housewife that she is, Elizabeth Lynn Vargas, the founder of Vargas Vodka, but you get to be neighbors with Chris Jenner, who I think Kyle Richards is pretty close with. So I don't know. It's all, it's all making sense for me. It does make a lot of sense. And one of my favorite parts, because unfortunately, this house is a little out of my price range. But what I could afford to do was listen to you and Gina not just walk through it. We're going to talk about some things, too. Well, yeah. So, okay. So I had to sit down with Gina and point out to her that so much of her journey on The Housewives has really revolved around homes, whether she's living in her casita, whether she's buying a home and moving in with Travis and his kids and Kelly Dodd has something ridiculous to say about it, or even Andy Cohen shading her house because, as we all remember from late last year, I think Heather DeBro was on and Andy decided to play a game like which housewife would make the least if they were to sell their home. And then Heather didn't want to answer because she's kind and sweet. But Andy was like, well, obviously, Gina, doesn't she live in a casita? And uh, Andy, are you watching your the own sh- like the, the show that you produced? She moved out of the casita. She now purchased her yeah. own, which obviously Gina reminded him that she is the only homeowner among the current Orange County cast to own a home without a husband. So she's doing pretty oh. well. It's a lot younger than all the other girls. Oh, well, you know what? Good for her. Yes. So she shared her take on the Andy shade and explained how they ultimately made up, which we love to hear because I need to see 
Gina on the next season of Orange County oh, Housewives. Your whole career in the Bravoverse has somehow been home adjacent. There's always talk of a home, whether it's a casita, whether it's real estate, <laughs> oh whether gosh. it's Andy Cohen talking about I your know, home on Watch What but... Happens Live. I, I will say with you know the weeks that have uh, taken place since Andy Cohen made that comment on Watch It Happens Live and you had your mic drop moment <laughs> on Instagram, how, how did it feel to have so much fan support and what point were you trying to make? I can tell you that I was disappointed in him making those comments. I aired it out obviously on Instagram and I woke up at early that morning too. I woke up at like seven in the morning and I had already had a text message in my inbox from Andy apologizing and just saying, you were 100% right. I should have never have said that. And I'm very sorry. And he said, he also like already had apologized publicly on his radio show. And like, that's, that's okay. That's who I know Andy to be. You know what I mean? Like, like we have to get out of this place where it's like, oh, you, you said one thing wrong. You're done. I hate you or you're canceled. It's like, no, we, sometimes we, you know, say things that we don't mean or we don't think through. Um, and I think he had that moment and I called him out for it and he responded really well, you know, and that's, that's who I know Andy to be, you know, I would have been so shocked if he hadn't have apologized because he's a good person, you know? Right. So I, I thought that was really admirable of him and I wouldn't have expected anything less from him. Well, I love to hear that he apologized, but I also love the fan response you got. It seems like I there, know. There, there is so much support for you, Gina, right now in the current Bravo climate, especially after your show-stopping <laughs> performance at the Real Housewives of Orange County Season 17 reunion. How, how does it feel to receive all the love right now? I mean, it feels great. Obviously, you know, it always feels good to get love. I feel like, honestly, I feel like my journey on Housewives, I kind of feel like I'm always doing it for the underdogs. Mm. And I love that, though. You know, and I am here for the underdogs. And I'm always going to represent for the underdogs. And that's okay. You know, I don't try to be anything that I'm not. And so going through this and then speaking up for myself and feeling like in combination of what happened at the reunion and then shortly after what happened with Andy, I really did feel like, you know what? I'm always going to defend myself and that's okay. And then feeling the support from everybody out there, like, yes, you should defend yourself and good for you. It feel, it does feel good, right? Because we should be able to do that and speak our mind. And when people cross lines and boundaries, it's okay to back them back up beyond the boundary. Okay, Evan, and speaking of next season of OC, you just told me something kind of exciting that I think you have to share with the class. So Alexis Bellino officially has a formal offer to come back to the Real Housewives of Orange County, which is so exciting, especially with the whole John Jansen of it all. I can't wait to see how the promise, right? Like, this is going to activate the actual hell out of Shannon Bedore. So I do pray for uh, Shannon's ability to keep it together. However, I'm excited to see possibly a few explosions take place on camera. I know that Tamara... And Emily and a few of the other girls have been campaigning for her to come back. So she hasn't officially accepted, but I'm oh. my fingers crossed that she does. Fingers crossed. And also, wow, that first double date that we know will happen, episode one of Tamara, Eddie, John, Alexis. Ooh, I can't like wait. The sh talkery that is about oh. to occur.
If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.